0: Believe it or not, we only have one more unit to go. So we're in chapter two of the heart, cardiovascular, immune, everything goodness. Today is heart health and nutrition. And just as a warning right off the bat, if anybody absolutely cannot stand the sight of meat or blood, I'm going to show you a pig's heart. So Ew. it like, I quit. <laughs> so if anybody, um, really, really does not like to see, uh, blood or organs or anything, um, meat ish, then, you know, you can, um, not look at your computer for this part. So I was doing some research on pig hearts and just to learn about the pig heart specifically, other than whatever I read in cookbooks. So the cool thing about heart organ, um, organ meat is it's a muscle. So it's actually pretty much the same taste and texture as regular meat. So like it's really pretty popular for, um, grilling, um, In the, if you have the Sally Fallon book, which I highly recommend if you want to learn about eating organ meats and whatnot, this has, um, beef heart kebabs, which you could make, you know, with pork heart also, you can, you know, cut it up, you can marinate it, you can season it. Um, you can also grind it up if you have a Vitamix or a meat grinder and, grind it into sausage meat or ground beef or whatever. <clears throat> if you want to put hearts into sausage and make like an organ sausage, um, but you don't feel like, you know, butchering a pig today, then you could actually buy bulk ground sausage and you can buy hearts. They're not very expensive. And then you could grind the heart up yourself and then just combine it with the por- pork sausage um, or whatever ground beef, whatever it is you're making. Um, when you grind organs in, you know, regular, relatively small quantities into meat or dishes and things like that, literally nobody ever knows or complains. I've never had anybody complain like, Oh, you fed us liver or whatever. And I put it in like soups and stews and things like that all the time. So (laughs) people don't really notice. Um, organs have fallen out of favor as, uh, food in the United States. I don't really see that happening in lots of other countries, except there's always going to be, you know, probably the more Westernized young generations that are starting to say "ew" because it's cool to say you and, you know, only like the premium cuts that are expensive. So then a lot gets thrown away. <clears throat> so. But the heart does have um, nutritional value. Of course, just as a meat in general, it has nutritional value, but let me pull up a few little facts for you guys. So the heart has, um, so in medicine, pig heart valves are actually used in human bodies to replace human heart valves and our body does not reject them. So that's super fascinating. And I wonder, remember how we talked about last week, how your heart has neurons and memories or like thoughts. Would you have like memories of a pig? (laughs) Like,
1: you know what I mean? Would you think pig thoughts?
0: I don't know. Would you like, I just want to dig with my nose. Um, uh, So the heart also has lots of, it's it's more dense in nutrient content. Um, It has additional protein. It is rich in B vitamins, which who needs B vitamins? Well, first of all, everybody, women in general, and then women who have just delivered babies especially need it. And of course, that's why, you know, the first 40 days they say, you know, to be eating such and so, which always includes lots of marrow, lots of bone, lots of um, organ meat, that's traditional wise, traditional sort of foods in pretty much every culture other than modern United States. Um, Pantothenic acid, which I don't know what that is, and iron. So there's a lot of other things also. I think magnesium was on the list, lots of great benefits for heart. Um, It's also really fascinating to look at a pig heart because to me, it looks a lot like a human heart. I'm not a surgeon, so, you know, it's not like I have a lot to compare it to, but here, let me put this back down just in case anything is dripping on my laptop, and then I can show you guys, and you can sort of see, like, that big aortic valve out the top, and after I show you, I'm going to have to get up and, like, walk away and wash my hands so you guys can entertain each other while I'm gone, but this is what it looks like about the size, so you can see it really does look like just a human heart. Um, and it's huge. It's gigantic, probably. No, no. Don't they say your heart is like the size of your fist or something? So it might even, it's probably even bigger than a human heart. Um, So when you look at at the the stomach, yeah, the
1: size of your fist.
0: I don't know. Mine might be bigger. (laughs) When, (laughs) When you look at the top, you can see that huge valve right there. And then there's another um, this, I don't know what this is. I was looking at a diagram online, but you know, these, these guys didn't chop it off for, um, medical students to look at. They just chopped it off to get out of the bag, So they weren't like trying to preserve certain parts of it. Um, but you can definitely see a lot. And then if you, I didn't bring a knife in here. Um, because I wasn't sure how messy it would be, but if you cut the heart in half, either way, you can see the different chambers. So if I do that tonight, well, I'll have to do it to clean it up, to get it ready to cook. But, um, then I'll take pictures of it for you guys and show you, but then you can see those large vessels on the outside. There's some, a little bit of fat. This is where they cut it. This is not supposed to be there. Um, and, um, this is what, the woodcutter brought back for Snow White's stepmother or whoever she was, the one who said mirror, mirror on the wall, he went out and got a pig heart and said, look, I cut out Snow White's heart, you know, because it looked like a human heart and uh, that deceived her.
1: (laughs) What's it Um, feel like? What's it feel like? Is it heavy? um, it It feels like if you were holding a cut of steak except smooth it's there's
0: no roughness to it so if you're holding a cut of steak but you can almost see there's like um a surface on it like a very thin surface on it so if your steak had really 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 thin surface on it not that open exposed cut um this is pretty this big piece that goes down here i like that big vessel um Let me see if there's anything else of like useful. Oh, there's kind of sometimes some hard parts inside the heart. So when you clean them, you're supposed to take that out um, and not eat it. I'm gonna go wash my hands. So I'll let you guys uh, discuss amongst yourselves for a minute.
1: (laughs) So do you really think that you'd be like, oh, I wanna go and eat grass at that pasture if you had that replacement? (laughs) I
0: don't know. Okay, anatomy demo. Um, with eating animals meat, etc. It's really interesting some of the research that shows just eating muscle meat like a steak, say, just eating that alone, you know, you people do it like, you know, meat is good for paleo or keto or whatever, and so then you eat just a lot of basically we'll say steak and ground beef or chicken breast or something like that. But what's really interesting is that there's components in the bones and the marrow and the organs that are actually supposed to be paired with the meat in relative quantities. So if you were to say in the course of a year, your entire family ate, you know, like that animal over the span of the year. <laughs> Sabrina gets a black guy. We'll all be here to watch. Um, but you're supposed to actually have different cuts. Those cuts are cheaper because people don't typically want them in the United States because we've been taught out of using them. They've fallen out of favor and people pretty much just sell the, um, like when I, I've tried to buy beef livers before and people say, oh, they're all sold out because people buy them for their dogs. And I'm like, well, that's great. But beef liver is one of the literally best things you can buy and you can't hardly find it for love nor money. And then I asked another gal, I said, you know, I wanted to buy a whole steer off of her. And I was like, how much input do I get on the parts I want? I said, I'm especially, I'm really just here for the organs. Like that's the part I want. And she said, oh, well, our butcher doesn't give those. I was like, what? Like, why? That's what we want. And then um, another person said, this isn't like the worst thing, but um, uh, no, no, there was another butcher in Eastern Washington. And he said, so no, he said you could get the organs from him. And he said, if you don't want the organs, let him know because they took them all to um, like the local, like uh, elder care facility or something. And they prepare them there for the elders, which I thought was really nice because of course you need tons and tons of that nutrient input. And um, so at least they weren't getting wasted, but he did that because so many people didn't want them. And then you also hear the old saying that the butchers family Jacob, you got turn sound down? Lives off of, you know, like organs and head cheese and um, things like that because they get the kids just live off the scraps that people don't want when they butcher. Um, so it's interesting to me the pieces that we decide to throw away. So let's, Jacob, you're going to have to turn that down a lot. Or, oh, here, can you use these? Thanks, buddy. Um, let's jump into the actual text of the book today. It is unit five, chapter two. And it's all about heart health, heart nutrition. So last chapter was realistically, last chapter was the one where I should have showed you the pig's heart. Last chapter was the one about anatomy of a heart basically, and our cardiovascular and circulatory system. And then this is about heart health and nutrition. So Heart disease is more common, um, it says it says men most commonly get it in the middle years. Women tend to get it 10 or 20 years later after menopause. So those childbearing years might help us to forestall it. <laughs> what page
1: are you on, Andrea?
0: I'm on the very first page of the chapter, I think in your edition, 199. Um, we're, we're in the newer one, both of us, right? Yep, thank you. Yep. I think it's a different page number for mom, she has the older edition. Heart disease is an umbrella term and it covers a couple different things. So angina is chest pain or discomfort. And this is when your heart is not getting enough blood due to coronary heart disease. Aneurysm, that's an abnormal bulge in the wall of an artery. And if you remember, arteries um, carry the blood out of our heart. Um, arteriosclerosis, this is the hardening of the medium or large arteries and then coronary heart disease this is arteries that supply blood to the heart muscle they lose their flexibility and they narrow they get thinner as plaque grows within artery walls this is the most common type of heart disease so says the cdc then we have congestive heart failure this is when the heart pumps very weakly and fluid is retained in the lungs This was what Gary's grandpa actually passed away from. Heart attack. This is also known as myocardial infarction. And this is usually from a clot in the coronary artery and it's blocking the supply of blood and oxygen to the heart. So there's then an irregular heartbeat or arrhythmia and a severe decrease in the heart's pumping power. One of our team members recently had this happen um, and Actually, two of our team members did um one recently, one a couple of years ago. And they're both very young. So it's not necessarily just like something that happens when somebody's older. This can be something that happens when people are young too. Um so, and they're both really embracing just the whole health lifestyle and obviously benefiting as a result of it. And the member who more recently had this heart attack is interesting because he was talking with his neighbors and they said, Oh my gosh, this is after he'd come back from the hospital after having his heart attack. They said, Oh my gosh, when we first met you, cause he'd only lived there for a couple months, we thought you were 10 or 20 years older than you are because He, for so many years, unknown, not knowing that his heart power was failing, he literally looked gray a lot of the time. And when he came back from the hospital, he had this like fresh pink, healthy look about him. And they're like, Whoa, you literally reverse aged like 15 years right now. They were so surprised. They thought we were much, we thought you were much older than your wife and they're not, they're the same age. Okay. Heart failure. This is a blanket term for the weakening of the heart's ability to pump enough blood. That can be caused by coronary artery disease, high blood pressure, or diabetes. High blood pressure. This is when blood exerts excess force against vessels. And a stroke. This is when blood vessels supplying blood to the brain have been disturbed. And that just can stop or reduce brain function, obviously, because our brain needs, you know, oxygen and and nutrients to function. So there's all kinds of fun things (laughs) that can happen with your heart. And what's amazing is how many of them can be managed with our nutrition. It's kind of mind boggling. I think there are supplements that we can and should take um oils and things like Ningxia that we can and should do i and of course exercise i but i also think there is no amount of supplementation or exercise that can overcome if we're just eating you know horrible foods and we could, just can never escape them you know what i mean So it's that old image that I always say where somebody calls you to their house and they're like, I need you to help me come up with an oil that will help with the smell in my house. Please come over and show me what I can put in my diffuser. When you go there, remember we've talked about this before, there's like mountains of trash, just like disgusting trash everywhere. And you're like, well, I'll tell you what, let's put oils in the diffuser, but we need to start by taking all this trash out. And they're like, no, 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 I want to keep the trash but how to make the smell go away. <laughs> of course you would say, well, I mean, it's kind of futile. You can help a little bit, maybe, but, so I feel like that is the way with our, our diet or dietary habits, whatever it's called. Diet is such a horrible term. It literally just means whatever we eat, but like, I hate the word cause it is the connotation of like the nineties and low fat and all these other terrible traumatic things. So, we are all told to do to ourselves, um, but you know what I mean when I say diet on here. I literally just mean like what it is we eat. <laughs> so I think it's hard to escape um, if if we're just gonna eat Twinkies and pop tarts and bagels, which is always my go-to foods when I try to think of something horrible to eat. I don't know what to do. You know, that wheat belly book has a bagel on the front. I think that's why it always comes to my mind. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So cholesterol. Oh my gosh. Talk about a black hole that you can go into. If you read the book. Oh, I think it might be downstairs. No, It's up here. The untold story of milk. Um, you will just be so incensed at the lies, <laughs> Sabrina's like, yep. Yeah. The lies we have been told. Has anybody heard the saying, "Figures don't lie, but liars can figure"? <laughs> That's kind of the story of a lot of the nutritional, quote unquote, science that the United States government promotes. So, just remember, if if health information comes from the government, it's okay to fact check it. <laughs> and by fact check, I don't mean go to the government sources. I mean, find more. <laughs> of course, you can read government sources, I mean, read whatever you want. But just know that a study can be um, skewed. It can only, it can be partially shared with you. They could share you one part of the study and not the rest. Um, and there can be sometimes extenuating circumstances that you aren't told um, there's two different types of vehicles for cholesterol transportation in the blood. And the reason I said that was because there is a famous study I'm blocking on the name right now. It's just the W does anybody remember like the Westfield, or I'm totally forgetting what it is, but the, like the most famous heart study in the United States, I want to say it was done in the fifties and, um, it's pretty much the basis is the foundation of a lot of the heart and health information that is out there and it is notably (laughs) ill-represented. So that's discussed in the book somewhat in the untold story of milk. So there's LDL and HDL. LDL is low density lipoprotein or lipoprotein, which is a fat with a protein coating and HDL stands for high density lipoprotein. So these both transport cholesterol to and from the liver. Did you know without cholesterol, you would die? (laughs) Just so you know, (laughs) when a cell is damaged, Deborah Rayburn says on page 200 in my book, LDL transfers the cholesterol from the liver to the cell for repair. HDL brings the excess cholesterol in the blood back to the liver for storage. The real culprit is oxidized or damaged cholesterol. This is what they're not telling you. So just hear this first and then I'll finish the sentence. Okay. So first I'm going to give you your commercial. Stop eating eggs. Stop eating, you know, raw whole fat milk. Don't eat lard. Don't eat meat. Okay. All right. Eat cornflakes, skim milk. Have some whole wheat bread. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, Andrea, <laughs> I'm shaking there. For those listening to the replay, the listeners are not pleased with what I'm saying. Um, right? Processed pasteurized cheese, egg whites, or maybe like one egg, very tiny amounts, right? Um, factory egg is fine. Doesn't really matter if the chicken was fed soy and just sat in a basket of its own poop. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay so so now listen to this okay so hdl brings excess cholesterol in the blood back to the liver for storage the real culprit is oxidized or damaged cholesterol which can stick to blood vessel walls and cause plaque formation oxidation of cholesterol is caused by processed foods okay so there's your cornflakes poor quality foods there's your toxic eggs <laughs> environmental toxins. I mean, do we walk outside and cars drive? Yes. Okay. There we go. Stress. I mean, have you been on Facebook lately and negative emotions? See last item. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Colleen posted something like, it's not your civic duty to have a breakdown or something like that. Like, you know, if you need to not be on Facebook, that's okay. (laughs) So the oxidation can cause problems with those for Um, for those with high or low cholesterol levels. So cholesterol is a black hole that you can go down and it is, I will say it's controversial, but only in circles where people don't only rely on government research. I would say in the government research world, you know, where all the research is done either in the fifties or on males in the military between the ages of 20 and 45, Um, there's not controversial there, but it is interesting. Some of the correlations, if you just do a little bit of digging into, um, cholesterol levels and Alzheimer's look into that, um, or cholesterol, low cholesterol levels, actually being an indicator of some heart diseases, you can look into that. Um, there is a lot of, interesting stuff out there. I would point you to, as always, a really interesting website to read that I enjoy is the Weston A. Price Foundation's website, Um, and they always have um, good information on, you know, Here's the study. Here's another study. Here's another study they didn't tell about. Here's like different sides of different studies. And if you are listening to podcasts, you're listening to this one now, then maybe you're a podcast listener. Look up Wise Traditions. It's definitely one of my top podcasts. Probably also very controversial. I <clears throat> multiple of their episodes have been removed off the air, not by them. So, you know, somebody out there is deleting. Did your power just flicker or was <laughs> that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay he's just my husband it's <laughs> really michael really um whenever i'm downstairs if someone's downstairs and like gary walks by the upstairs he just turns off the light and you're instantly plunged into blackness and you guys scream hi, hey, i'm down here you can't walk back up um i always holler is anyone downstairs <laughs> but gary just sees the light on and it hits it <laughs> Well, one time I was out back splitting kindling, so I walked back inside and I was pitch black and then you got to take off your boots and go all the way up the stairs and turn the light back on. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were down there. <laughs> so triglycerides can indicate a possible risk factor. These are another form of bloodborne fat. They can contribute to heart disease. They come from the li- diet and liver synthesis most fat in food and in the body exists in the form of triglycerides. So have you ever seen fractionated coconut oil, AKA MCT oil? That's, um, oh my gosh, now I forgot the first word, like multiple chain triglycerides. So, What is the first word? I'm totally forgetting. Um, but that is, um, just the Yeah. um, Mom said cholesterol is a real moneymaker. There's a clue. No, absolutely true. And once somebody puts you on statins, you're on it for the rest of your life. That's the goal of the industry. And also our blood pressure um, scale in the United States is different than the rest of the world. So we would put you on statins way earlier at what the rest of the world would consider normal blood pressure. So if a normal blood pressure is considered abnormal, then you get a lot more customers buying the product a lot lot quicker, obviously. Okay, homocysteine. This is a major indicator for heart and cardiovascular disease. Elevated homocysteine levels pose as much a threat as cholesterol researchers believe. It's been linked to diseases such as diabetes, some cancers, and Alzheimer's. So your body has to, in order to reduce um, homocysteine levels, your body has to convert homocysteine to cystathionine, 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 and this requires sufficient levels of B6, folate, and B12. Guess what you find in the heart muscle of beef and pork? All three of those things. <laughs> wise traditions would state that if you need help with your heart, you eat a heart. If you need help with your liver, you eat liver. Um, and it continues on to involve other organs that I would probably not actually eat. <laughs> Cause of course how would, I need help with that, but <laughs> it's all there, but, um, that this interesting little fact would support that old theory. Um, If conversion is not able to happen, oxysterols are produced. Antioxidant foods, rich in vitamins C and E, are among the nutrients the body can use to neutralize oxysterols. So you'll be eating your heart probably cooked or ground with your cooked greens or lard and things like that so you would be getting and then of course you would definitely always have meat in a wise tradition Your meat would always be served with something fermented typically cortito if you're in like the latin america area i don't know what all countries call it by that name but it's basically sauerkraut with mm, spicy stuff added to it because that keeps it from rotting as quickly in warm temps and then you would have sauerkraut, like in Eastern Europe, you would have kimchi in some Asian countries. Uh, there's all kinds of ferments, but they're always served. You would always never have meat without a ferment. So what do you get in your heart? Vitamin B6, folate and B12, which your body needs. And then what do you get in your um, sauerkraut? Obviously your vitamin C. I don't know if it's vitamin E and sauerkraut or not. Um, but it is so interesting to me that if you really just follow those wise eating patterns, you don't have to be calculating, okay, for my homocysteine, I need to make sure I get this. And then for my enzymes, you know, if you just follow those old, old patterns and of which is all really dumbed down, simple, stupid, simple, super easy food. If you think about it, like three ingredient foods, then you've kind of covered all your bases. And the definitely interesting other pitch that I would make for eating a traditional diet is that the more, you know, some things in a traditional diet are considered controversial, like, okay, we'll say lard or even just meat or eggs or raw milk. But what's fascinating is the more research that comes out, something may be an unknown, but then the more research that comes out backs it. So there is nothing that is debunked by it. And the more that comes out, the more it's backed up. So there's these old traditions that you see, you know, people have been doing for thousands of years. And then of course we stopped in the last couple hundred years. Cause I don't know if you know that modern man is way smarter than everybody who's ever existed on the face of the planet combined. I don't know if you didn't get that memo or not. Someone probably posted it on Facebook where all the smart people go. And, um, but if we do just go back to some of those old methods, I cannot believe how fascinating can read. It's amazing he's reading so fast <laughs> he's just fine do that but <laughs> he's like wait 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 I want to get to the part about the pig heart <laughs> okay inflammation sorry guys I will always be over here pitching the um, traditional food I think because it is just not that commonly talked about and so I feel the need to talk about it all the time inflammation of blood vessels is an underlying cause of heart attacks, strokes, certain cancers, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes, and leukemia. Go ahead and put in the chat box, because we cannot say this, but if you can think of anything that comes from a certain company that would help with this, put it in the chat box. (laughs) It will not go on the air. Sorry, if you're listening to recording after the fact, you're going to miss all the good stuff. I'll say it if mom doesn't say it, but I'll bet mom jumps, jumps ahead and beats me to it. Here's your hint. You guys, when we did our, well, Elaine wasn't there when we did those calls. So it's not fair for Elaine. She doesn't get the hint. But when we did our original calls, the uncompliant kitchen table talks that yes, <laughs> that cannot get posted Every topic we covered, we would go through, Mom and I would go through the desk reference and all the Gary Young materials and find all the things related to that topic. And then we would bring it to a Tuesday night and talk about that topic. And all of them had the same one. You know, they all had different supplements and oils and things like that, but all of them had this one common denominator. That mom just
1: we, we were we were joking in the comments and in the infused oilers about how we should make one of those um, commercials that were like, um, you've seen My Big Fat Grease Wedding and he's like put Windex on everything. Oh, we were talking yeah. about making like
0: a... <laughs> <laughs> um, I just Elaine. said it, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Elaine Elaine would have loved that. And Amy, um, either one, either one. Um, if you have the capsule, it's like Gary prefers the capsules because he can just pop a bunch really quick before or after work. I like to make the red drink because then I can drag it out and enjoy it all day. Not everybody wants to do that. Um, mom just puts it in her water with the vitality drops and makes her just, yeah. So um, lots of different ways you can do that. Um, if you cannot, if you cannot have Stevia, like um, Amanda can't have Stevia. So she does the capsules because she has like a sensitivity to it. <laughs> Okay. So gum disease, this, remember, <laughs> what is the entire Wesley Price Foundation Whole I'm, I'm, I'm not paid by them. You guys at all. I'm not even a member, but I, I should be, I, I keep thinking I'll do it. And then I'm not on my computer when, you know, Hilda says it on the podcast. I'm like, I'll do it when I go home. So I I'll, I'll get it done this month. I'll bet you it's like $40 a year or something. And, and I was at my friend's house when they got their, you know, monthly whatever from them and i was like i want that <laughs> anyways i need to keep derailing myself i'm so sorry i'm sorry for everybody listening that <laughs> i can't edit this for <laughs> um remember it was the entire premise of the West N. a price foundation was that it was a dentist who believed that by looking at the health of your mouth you could determine the health of your body and he was interested In people he found with beautiful, healthy mouths, wide teeth that had space for all their wisdom teeth and everything like that. Wisdom teeth, wise traditions. (laughs) Yank him. Sorry. Um, And he wanted to know why they were healthier, living longer, you know. So one of the things he looked at was their mouth. Now this says gum disease presents a far more serious threat to the health of millions of Americans than previously thought. So studies have been published in the last 20 plus years linking atherosclerosis, which is the buildup of artery clogging plaque that can lead to heart attack and stroke to tooth loss is related to gum disease. So, um, remember that correlation is not causation. So do keep that in your mind. Um, like ice cream sales go up in the summer so does people buying ice cream make the weather get hot like no that's a correlation we could infer that the cause was that the weather got hot first and so then people started buying ice cream right well that sounds good but um The correlation is definitely there. So studies presented showed that the bacteria in plaque are also linked to a potentially fatal disease called infective endocarditis. This is where the sac around the heart becomes inflamed. So certain heart conditions valve problems and murmurs are at high risk for heart attack during dental procedures, probably because they're moving that bacteria around. I don't know. She doesn't, um, she doesn't uh, propose any ideas here for that doctors and dentists alike have known for years that at-risk individuals must take an antibiotic prior to having their teeth cleaned drilled or other procedures yeah that must be why then because they're moving the bacteria around so definitely keep up on the thieves mouthwash which has colloidal silver in it and lots of fantastic oils and then you can also get just um what's it called hydrosols a silver colloidal silver hydrosol you can get that um you can uh just brush your teeth with thieves toothpaste you know something that's not going to kill you (laughs) i don't know just little ideas that i have here and there. So toothbrushes, dental bacteria reside along the gum and in pockets caused from tooth extraction, etc. Researchers aren't sure what causes the bacteria to become mobile, but the bacteria can be dislodged and enter the bloodstream during brushing, flossing or chewing. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Um, so infected bleeding gums are pathways for dislodged bacteria to enter the bloodstream. Brushing our teeth cuts microscopic slits in the gums with plastic toothbrush bristles. Most toothbrushes breed the bacteria from previous brushings, resulting in perpetually reinfecting oneself. Um, Okay, so that's disgusting. And (laughs) remember, if you leave your toothbrush on the counter... And then you flush your toilet. They say that you can find the particles from the toilet on your toothbrush. And then, of course, if you, <laughs> it's like, um, if you put a cap over your toothbrush, then it's going to stay nice and moist all the time. So she says um, in 2000, USA Today reported your toothbrush may be a biohazard. The most serious threat to your everyday health may be hanging in plain sight in your bathroom. So um, a study was done on toothbrushes. The study found up to 100 million colony forming germs on the tested toothbrushes. These germs can, most of them, be easily fought by our immune system, but there are some bacteria that could cause health issues if they enter our body, especially people with compromised immune systems, which if you didn't know who that was in your life before, you do now if you were on Facebook. Um, because of the short distance between the heart and the mouth, many of the blood vessels from our mouth funnel directly into larger veins that go to the heart. And so then our heart can be vulnerable to those bacteria. So good oral hygiene is considered brushing twice a day, at least and flossing regularly and sanitizing your toothbrush with 3% hydrogen peroxide after each brushing we're putting the toothbrushes in boiling water to three to five minutes. Yeah. Like I'm going to go boil my toothbrush. That's probably not very likely. I'll have to do the hydrogen peroxide thing. And then daily supplementation is suggested that you take a multivitamin and a mineral supplement. So, um, a couple other things that can affect your health smoking. I don't know if you guys realized that was bad for your heart. Salt. Um, if you're, Eating, okay, does anybody remember? Oh, I don't know when this campaign would have been, but the huge campaign against salt. So take the salt off the table, take away the salt shakers, blah, 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 blah. And it was basically all a gag by food processing companies because what they found was that if you remove the salt shaker from the table, that literally makes up like not even, I I wanna say it was not even a teaspoon's worth in a week of salt that people consume. The majority of salt people consume was coming from processed foods. Now, if you get a food that says low sodium, then double check those because there's basically three things that communicate with our satiety center in the brain. I I think there's only three Um, sugar, salt and fat. And if you take one out of the food, then you've got to increase one of the others. And so uh, food manufacturers were like, ah, we can still get you to keep going until the package is gone. As long as we boost one of those other ones. So you got to watch for those tricks and better to just eat whole foods. You made yourself and you added your own Himalayan or Celtic sea salt, whatever, than um, you know, a processed, here we go. Twinkie. (laughs) Sorry. Winky Manufacturing is your job. I am not giving it a good name, but um, <laughs> I like no. Um, so making your own food, putting in your own salt, salting it to taste, you will uh, probably be just fine. Especially if, if you're coming off of a processed food diet, I definitely feel like a lot more salt would be needed. But over time, like like when I stopped eating sugar for the first time, so easy to quit sugar. I've done it so many times. Um, when I stopped eating sugar for the first time, then I was like dumping honey and things I could eat eat, like 10 dates in a go right now. It's, I don't need that. You know, the barest hint of honey or no honey at all. Right. Like now the sweetness of the food, the the taste of the food is there for me. So, so don't feel like you have to be depriving yourself and never having anything good, unless Twinkies are the only thing you consider good, in which case, yikes. But um, you, your taste will change and refine. Uh, Interesting thing that I've been learning about reading and books. um, Elaine is in the same literary group. Camille's in the same literary group. Also, the three of us are Anybody can join us. It's not like a secret thing or private thing or something like that um but they were saying you know if the only thing you've ever read is junk fiction and you want to cultivate better taste in fiction you know don't necessarily start with canterbury tales or the fairy queen or something like that you know like maybe start with like narnia (laughs) and work your way backwards but they they said i'd be encouraged so many people have reported time over time over time that their taste in books does refine their palate changes and they can actually like the books that were like hard to read a year ago. Now is like, Oh, I just read that and enjoyed it so much. I turned around and read it right again. And that was a book that I struggled through and hated before. You know what I mean? And that's the way the foods can be too. There's definitely foods that like the first time I had kombucha, I thought this is literally disgusting. Now, of course, I love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that is a sign of my palate changing. Lots of things like that. So be watch out for uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Um, Bypasses are the single most commonly performed unnecessary surgery in the country. Say these doctors in the book, Ultra Prevention, (laughs) probably the second is cesarean section. Um, And I say, Unnecessary, not not that some people don't need it, but that is probably one of those surgeries that's done a lot of times that could be avoided. Um, That's a different Zoom call that's considered uncompliant that we can't post on here. (laughs) So, uh, pharmaceutical drugs may control symptoms, but with each with such use comes the added risk of sometimes debilitating or fatal side effects, assuming it's an effective drug. If it works, it will probably kill you eventually. That's what I just read. Um, A study in Sweden looked at the results of 49 published and unpublished studies on the effects of anti-hypertensive drugs on diabetic patients. They found that diabetic patients with only slightly raised blood pressure who are taking anti-hypertensive drugs had a 15% increase in risk of cardiovascular death. You just gotta be really careful with drugs, (laughs) I suppose it was Nancy Reagan who had the campaign to say no to drugs or dare to say no to drugs or something like that. Um, You know, (laughs) rings true. (laughs) She didn't say legal or illegal. She just said, say no to drugs. (laughs) So I took it very literally. (laughs) But um, that's not again to say that there are not drugs or bypasses or C-sections that would be needed. Um, it's just to say that it's possibly and very probably overused to the point of abuse. I mean, everybody kind of recognized that that happened with ADHD. I, I think probably it's people more aware of it now because even in groups where I don't think people are really to care too much about natural methods, they say, I don't want to just jump straight to the ADHD thing. you know, I think people are more aware in um, antibiotics. Every doctor will tell you now that they were overprescribed for years and caused massive problems that we're still paying the price of today. But uh, you just got to be careful with that, you know, and, and be aware and eyes open and, and reading literature more so than what you're handed in an office. Okay. Somebody tell me how to say this word because I've read it so many times and I'm pretty sure I've heard it said correctly. Is it pronounced chelation? <laughs> Chelate? Is it a Greek word? <laughs> no, it's chelation. Okay. So, chelation or plague removing therapies, they can be employed by alternative doctors. They're gaining in popularity. So, arterial, mild cases of arterial blockage. Here's the thing, guys so, so true of so many things. She just said mild um, cases of arterial blockage, the earlier, the sooner you can start a change, the better if you wait until the crisis point, you know, where you don't have a option for surgery, then, you know, you kind of just got to pick the lesser of two evils. Right. But if we can jump on our health choices early as possible, then we have a better chance of being able to maybe correct the course of them without having to take super drastic measures. So that's a good policy to apply to all kinds of things. The sooner you get on something, the better course. I mean, we say that, but do we like recognize that natural chillators include garlic, vitamin C rich foods, sauerkraut and vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, which I'm actually drinking with my kombucha. (laughs) Okay. Most Americans do not eat a heart healthy diet. (gasps) I don't believe it. Uh, Taking a multivitamin supplement could significantly reduce your risk of cancer and heart disease because a lot of people are not getting enough vitamins and minerals necessary for a body to use in significant amounts to prevent heart disease. Obviously food is your first line of defense, but you know, great supplements can, can be helpful. Taking, Deborah says, Taking a dozen different supplements could help bring the numbers of bacteria and viruses in line and a handful of natural supplements could slowly but surely scrub arteries clean as a whistle. However, if the underlying pathogens are not dealt with, then sooner or later, the problem will reoccur. Remember, she said it over and over again. She promotes a diet rich in whole grains. Um, I will always reaffirm that fermented, soaked or sprouted if you're gonna eat them quality proteins, fresh vegetables, nuts, seeds, fresh fruit. Do I need to say the word sunshine and pastures? I, I won't harp on it, but I will. It's also important to limit or eliminate the intake of no overprocessed, sugar-laden foods, which encourage plaque buildup and the growth of bacteria they elevate our triglycerides and they weaken the immune system response once again everybody remembers those pictures of people going to costco when we had the you know immune crisis of america and stocking up on junk food we need processed food like i mean should have been walking out of there with with was like gigantic bags of beans excuse me i think that's now, beans and stuff like that but you know who would stash beans when you could stash single of sized Doritos? Saturated fat is also regarded as a major risk of heart disease, but there's um, actually a lot of studies out now that indicate other culprits are actually to blame. The problem is um, the more... Uh, the, oh, there it is. Director of the renowned Ongoing Framingham Study. That's what it was called the study that I referred to in the Untold Story of Milk. He said the more saturated fat one ate, the more cholesterol one ate, the more calories one ate, the lower people's serum cholesterol. It has become evident that something other than cholesterol and saturated fat are calling coronary disease. So margarine was promoted as a healthy alternative to butter. So the Framingham study of 832 men free of coronary heart disease, were fed a diet of margarine, sounds disgusting, over an extended 21-year follow-up. The study concluded that margarine intake increased the risk of coronary heart disease. I don't think that's on the bottle or the package, you know, with the lady, the like Perry girl or whatever. It doesn't say... Um, Shown to increase the risk of coronary heart disease. That's not a selling point. All right. Nutrients, iron. Hello. That's your central core of hemoglobin. Um, That's what makes your blood red. Um, It enhances your cardiac performance. Of course, vitamin K. Remember we talked about uh, lamb's quarters. Sabrina, that's a weed out where you grow. So you know. If you can find a good organic farm, they'll probably just let you pick it or pick it for you. Um, uh, Vitamin B12, this is in animal protein, eggs, dairy, gosh, the exact things we're told not to eat. Um, It's in a few plant foods, but it is... um, inactive in humans. So you, your body can't actually get it out of the plant food. So if you are a vegan or vegetarian, you have to supplement your B12. Folate, this is necessary for our blood cells to even be formed. It's, it works with B12 and B6. Remember it reduces the homocysteine levels. Vitamin C strengthens our arteries. Vitamin C is always like, does so many things. Beta glucans, Those are beneficial to the body's immune system and they lower unhealthy cholesterol levels. They're in oats. So that's why you see those advertisements, you know, eating Quaker oats is part of a heart healthy diet, but do zoom in on that little study that they show where it shows like, you know, heart health, you know, how much more improved it is when you eat the oatmeal. If you zoom in, it's like such a microscopic change. Just mm. so, you know, there's, a lot of things that, you know, getting the, um, those super delicious instant packets probably doesn't count. (laughs) A vitamin E, this is thought to prevent disease of the circulatory system. This, um, when supplementing vitamin E can come in eight different forms. She says the one to select is D alpha tocopherol and supplements designated with L-alpha tocopherols. These are synthetic forms and they should be avoided. Remember synthetics, they can fool the customer in the store, but they will never fool your body. Palmitate, your body will never treat it the same. Okay. Fiber comes in two forms, soluble and insoluble. I believe both of those are in, maybe you're right, mom. I think it is plaque, not plague. Um, Okay. So chelation or chelation. Wait, I don't know how to read, um, English descriptions. Okay. So I believe soluble and insoluble fiber, actually both in ninja red. Somebody fact check me on that real quick. They're dietary fibers. They're in, um, plants. Um, it's the part that our body cannot digest. Uh, foods high in soluble fiber include oat bran, oatmeal, beans, peas, rice bran, barley, citrus roots, strawberries, and apples. Insoluble fiber doesn't seem to help lower blood cholesterol, but if you watched the cleanse video, you know it helps with bowel function. So that includes whole wheat breads, wheat cereals, wheat bran, cabbage, beets, carrots, Brussels sprouts, turnips, cauliflower, and apple skin. there's some herbs hawthorn this dilates the coronary arteries and improves circulation uh cayenne which is literally in every cleanse ever right it's um interesting the late dr john christopher famous master herbalist founder of the school of natural healing said of someone having a heart attack if they are still breathing i give them a cup of cayenne tea a teaspoon in a cup of hot water and within minutes they're up and around I mean, if you're like waiting for the ambulance, I suppose. (laughs) But like, I wouldn't be like, do this instead of waiting for the ambulance. Hey, let's just try them. (laughs) Um, So, cayenne is a a pepper with the highest amounts of of capsicum. It is one of the, wow, it's already 75. Sorry, guys. One of the fastest acting aids for the heart because it feeds the heart immediately. And then ginger also happens to be in this lovely drink I'm drinking right now, raw <coughs> ginger. This is another important herb for a healthy heart. Why am I getting alerts
1: from There
0: we go. It's uh, a little bit of ginger every day may help prevent heart attack, reduce cholesterol, normalize blood pressure, and even prevent blood clots. Its heart helping attributes are similar to that of garlic and interfuse with long sequence of events necessary for blood clots to form. This helps to prevent clots that can lodge in narrowed coronary arteries and set off a heart attack. The ginger drink that we make is an easy, easy, easy one. In fact, what I'm doing right now is MK sound. Ch- sound. Okay. So chelation or chelation are both correct. Interesting. Hmm. Um, The ginger drink that you, you could totally make this so, so, so easy. Take a bunch of knobs of ginger and don't peel them or anything like that you can cut off any like gross parts and then wash them really thoroughly with the veggie soak or veggie spray. And then rinse them really well and throw them in your blender with cold water and blend them I like to throw in also a couple knobs of turmeric and for deliciousness, either chopped peeled lemons or just pour in some, you know, not from concentrate organic lemon juice and then strain all that through a nut milk bag or whatever, like I even use produce, like the mesh bags for produce. And you can make that into a concentrate which you can then add to boiling water to make like a hot tea, which is how we typically drink it. Or I put it in this drink to make um, just a delicious iced drink. And that we have that every single day, literally. You don't have to blend it up every day. Like it sit in the fridge for a while, but you know, there it is. Ginger has more than a hundred biologically useful chemicals. And, or wait, did I say ginger? I meant to say garlic. I, I don't know what I just said, garlic has been used medicinally for at least 3000 years, but until recently, as always, its benefits were considered little more than folklore. (laughs) Oh, those grannies, they get you every time. Therapeutic roles of garlic have been heralded in more than a thousand scientific studies. It has a broad spectrum activity against bacteria and fungi. And the very last, but definitely not least, by the way, you can find garlic in garlic. (laughs) Um, The ninja wolfberry. (laughs) Hello, one of the greatest heart-healthy fruits on earth, not to be confused with other species of wolfberry. The ninja wolfberry is one of the highest known sources of potassium and magnesium. There are 17 or 18 different varieties of wolfberry. Not all of them are the same. So that's why it's specifically saying the ninja wolfberry. I see increases. So potassium is good for our heart, but to increases in dietary potassium benefits several disease states. These include the treatment of hypertension, stroke prevention, arrhythmia, um, prevention, and treatment of congestive heart failure. And then last but not least, our little tiny section on blood health and nutrition, which is anemia. This is a condition when the blood does not have enough red blood cells. Cells do not have enough hemoglobin or the oxygen binding capacity of the cells compromised. So there's 400 different types of anemia. It is the most common blood disorder. It does affect more than 3.5 million Americans. I kind of feel like a lot of women probably experience this. Uh, certainly a lot of women i have known or else the guys just don't admit to it i don't know but red blood cells carry oxygen and other nutrients to various organs and tissues of the body so when you reduce the red blood cells the quality of the red blood cells this can lead to health consequences (laughs) we're all shocked Uh, this can include pale color of skin Reduced energy, shortness of breath, dizziness, cold hands and feet, brittle nails, irregular heart rate, trouble concentrating, the desire to chew ice, even depression. Remember what Gary Young said about depression and lack of oxygen in our brain. And now, of course, that has been definitely proven as a connection. Other causes include um, blood loss through injury, children experiencing rapid growth cycles, heavy menstrual flow, pregnancy which is when our body is just demanding tons of iron off of us. And then supplemental iron can cause constipation, but plant sources of iron do not. So increase your spinach. Um, you have a spinach and orange salad, which is a vitamin C root rich food plus an iron rich food that boosts your absorbency by as much as threefold. So once again, if you go back to those old, old wise Tradition recipes, and you look at those combinations, a lot of times it's just shocking the way they have those combinations, just traditional, you know how like you have turkey and stuffing, right? This is not a tradition I need to tell you. This is not something I need to interpret for you or remind you of. It's just a part of the culture that you kind of know exists. So there's lots of things like that, that used to exist foods that we just knew went together and you It's so surprising to find out a lot of them were kind of strategized like this because people just recognized what made them feel better when it went together. The recipe she gives us is rice stuffed tomatoes, Um, big tomatoes stuffed with um, like a diced, what's it called? The, um, The Trinity, the Holy Trio, something like that when you have onions. Carrots and celery chopped together. I can't remember what it's called. Um, um, Bell pepper, cooked rice and garlic. And then she stuffs that in these um, tomatoes and bakes them. Looks really really delicious. Okay. Anybody have any questions or thoughts on the heart health, nutrition, anything you wanted to throw out there while I see why I'm getting this notification? (laughs) It's like something was out of stock on your order. Okay. Cool. But bacon was on a stock, kidding me. (laughs) Uh, Anything, anything else? It's
1: called mariqua, by the way, when you have diced carrots. Mariqua,
0: yes. Yeah, it has another name too, like I think an Italian name that's translated.
1: It's the base of every, like every good soup, right?
0: Right, 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 right.
1: I woke up this morning mirepoix i've been dreaming about lentil soup because that's all i wanted i must be iron deficient because you know your body tells you what it needs right yeah i literally was making uh lentil soup at like eight o'clock this morning for breakfast
0: oh my gosh that sounds so amazing
1: (laughs) so good though
0: oh holy okay so mirepoix is mirepoix Mirepoix. (laughs) that's the french version Sofrito is what they call it in Italian, and then Holy Trinity is the Cajun and Louisiana Creole variant. So it's um, onion, bell pepper, and celery instead of carrot. The guy who I learned that even had a name from because I didn't know how to name was um, a Spanish American. His parents. Um, I think when was out of station in Spain. And so then he grew up in Italy. So he had a very like European method of cooking. Okay. Anything else? Good? Fun? Exciting? Intense? Delicious? Oh, oh, cannot not tell you guys. I told you guys that I was going to tell you a little tip for the cleanse um, that I learned from Nicole. And that was when she was talking about um, lymph drainage. So your lymphatic system, which we did already talk about in here. I think we already went over that one. Um, doesn't have any pump, like the heart pumps our blood. There's nothing that pumps or moves our lymph system. We can't like, we can breathe deeply to move air in and out of our lungs. We can change how that happens is, but the lymph system only moves based on movement. Or muscular like muscular movement or like you moving your body. So she was showing me how to do lymphatic drainage. And she basically did like this almost amazing lymphatic drainage. I felt like like even when I tried to move my arms, I was like, why am I, I feels so heavy? It was so bizarre. And she said how important it is to be doing that during cleanses when you're kind of like moving the toxins out of the organs and the fat cells and things like that. I thought that was so interesting. You can go on YouTube or probably wherever videos are and just look up lymphatic drainage. So you can see there's tons of different techniques, but um, I told her when she comes and does their raindrop day, I was like, that's what I want. I want you to do that. The lymphatic drainage, because I'll be like a week and a half into the colon cleanse at that point, Monday two right now, Asking how it's going. It's going fine. <laughs> I don't feel anything. <laughs> um, Elaine, the word quote from today is i remind myself that if i want to be accepted as i am then i need to be willing to accept others as they are confucius say yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i was gonna tell you you can grind your lentils into flour and have instant soup
1: uh
2: and, <laughs> peas and navy beans and and and. Elaine's life.
1: I like that idea. Although I have to say the smell of like mirepoix this morning was amazing. And it really I mean lentils are so easy. They're done in like 30 40 minutes anyway. So but what a
0: Mediterranean dish though. <laughs> but, you, mm-hmm. but you can also grind them in the flour and
2: just use them as kind of a really light thickener that mm-hmm for your broth of anything.
0: Yeah, my mom does that sometimes if she makes- gravy, Right? You could
1: thicken gravy with that, right? Instead
0: yeah, we of- could. Right? Mom will make like a pea soup and she'll kind of like blend some more and some less. So then your soup isn't like, like you know, water with peas floating in it. Or- <laughs> well,
1: I do that with split pea. I'll um, yeah. use the emulsifier, right? And just make it into like a, uh, just a creamy soup, you know, like, so um, it's creamy, but not creamy, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I
2: do, except I just grind the dry split peas and keep a jar of it. And then, that's,
1: but that's it's genius. Thank you, Lisa. That's an awesome idea. I'm going to do that.
0: Love it. This is why we talk.
1: <laughs> All the tips. This is why I need to come out there and spend time yeah, with you. Exactly. Cause you just don't know what's gonna come up be
0: mentioned around the bonfire at night. You just don't know what right. someone's gonna say. Like, here's the thing, when we all get together and just even whenever Becky was here and a bunch of us just got together, was sitting at the kitchen table, I need to have my notebook with me because people just drop random, casual little things. And you're like, what? I need to write that down. I
1: never thought of that. I never heard of that. So I'm going to go to Leslie's house and get all the tips because she's got all these like tips. You don't even and, have to talk to her. Just go and start walking around the
0: kitchen. You're like, yeah, I'm what?
1: just going to follow her for a day, <laughs> right? Colleen I'm going to go and she's going to teach me all the you know home ec things that I need yes. to know
0: yeah right? Colleen I'm running out of time to make my face washcloth or whatever I have to make this month I'm getting a little worried now <laughs> I forgot I still have to do that <laughs> for you it's I'll easy you could remember at 11 o'clock tip. on the 31st and you'd be like oh I'll make 50 and I'll give half an
2: I'll, of the I'll give you a tip on a diffuser blend let's hear it I kind of did this by accident. You know that calendar you gave me from um, yeah. Aaron Yeah,
1: Mine's right here. Oh, okay. I, I got mine the other day. Ah!
2: There's a there's a thing on January for a roller, but I didn't feel like making a roller, so I just made it in the diffuser.
1: Ooh, the. So I cut it, it in half.
2: Them. I put it in two cedarwood, two lavender. And the other ones is Roman chamomile, sacred sandalwood, and vetiver. One of each of those. And then uh, on some really weird whim, I put in seven stress away.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Yum. Yeah. That's my new addiction. What a
0: prescient blend that she put that up for January with all the chaos that's happening this month. And then you've got like Roman chamomile. Yeah. You know what? I I think I'm going to make that roller and diffuser blend on that.
2: Well, I don't know how to explain it, but when I just threw in the stress away, it kind of looked like a powdery, soft. I don't know how to. Yum. You just have to try it and see if you get the same result.
1: Nice. I, I want to try her. Um, that This is my year one. I haven't even done any oh, of Oh,
2: that one no, looked really... Yeah. I have,
1: yeah, you know what? I'm sitting here looking at this and realizing
0: I haven't done any either. Come on, Mind Over Matter. A 10 mil roller bottle with 10 drops of motivation, eight drops of grapefruit. I mean... Please, I need to just make every single thing on here every single month. I mean, I know
1: you mean both, it's on the list, exactly. The list, all right, everyone. Well, we made it through
0: another night, um, gore and all today. So, uh, thank you for hanging in there. And if you listen to the replay, thank you for listening to the replay.